there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So Rangers had to come back twice last night to get the victory over Hebs 3 2. Five goals, quite a night. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi with me, Paul Cooney. And what do you think of it? And we're ready for tomorrow. Aberdeen Celtic, lunchtime at Pataudry goes ahead. Motherwell against St Mirren is off because of snow damage and ice damage at Fir Park today. The others are on. Hearts against Kilmarnock, Livy against Dundee United, Ross County against St Johnson. But Barry, can we take you back to what, seven minutes past eight last night? How did you feel when Ryan Porteous rose unchallenged and the Michael Beale error got underway with a goal against them at Ibrox? Um, I, I was surprised, if I'm being honest. I, I thought um, it was going to be a, a much better Rangers performance, certainly in, in the first half. But listen, I've got no arguments. I thought Hibs deserved to go in with the lead at half-time. Um, I thought there was a... I know he wants to take the handbrake off, but... Um, You've got to be disciplined. If that's the way he's going to play with the diamond in midfield and the two guys up up front, you need to have somebody who's going to be really disciplined in the middle of the pitch. And I didn't, I didn't see that. Certainly in the first half, he changed it a bit. We we Ryan Jack and Kamara sitting a bit more and and protecting Lundstrom and, and Sands. And obviously when Stephen Davis came on, um, that's what he done, um, protecting and dictating the, the the game of football. But I thought in the second half. That's probably what Michael Beale wants to wants to see. Maybe a bit of nerves. Um, we've obviously been the first game under Michael Beale. It's been a bit of a whirlwind the, the last couple of weeks. But the most important thing and the positive thing that Rangers got the, the three points and they showed a bit of character um, by coming back uh, from 2-1 down. Because I think if this was four, five, six weeks ago, I don't think that would have happened. Mark, how did you see it, of course? Fashion Sakala then equalised for Rangers, but what, 56 seconds later, Kevin Nisbet got his goal and it was 2-1 Hibs. Yeah, I mean, we analyse the Rangers' goals uh, that they conceded, they're pretty poor. You know, the, the header, you know, between Lundstrom and, and, and Thielman and then the second goal, a bit disorganised. You know, it's always that moment when you switch on as soon as you've scored a goal, make sure that you're solid uh, and they paid the price. Al McGregor's had to bail them out once or twice, which is good though in terms of his... Form, granted, the, the second half of the season, but overall, great character shown by uh, Rangers. Paul could have got nervy, they, you know, they, they, they could have got a bit anxious, but they stayed calm, they stayed focused. The managers altered it a wee bit, as Barry said, they weren't quite so gung ho. I think he realised, no, actually, um, Hibs are going to punish us if we are not, you know, protecting our back four. Uh, and it's you've got to do that because you look at the back four, you know, two central defenders that are essential defenders and a left back that's not a left back and who's a kid. Um, so um, they got there in the end and for Morelos to, to get his goal as well is, is good for Rangers uh, too so all in all for Michael Beale it's a winning start it's three points close the, the gap back to six points 
and it's over to Celtic at Petodre tomorrow. What did Michael Beale say at half-time? This is what he was asked just afterwards. Just stop for a minute. I know the anxiety, everything that's gone on the last few weeks. Just stop. Let's get the style right. Let's play closer together. Let's not overthink. Let's play fast football. Let's counter-press hard. And if we get the next goal, the, obviously the stadium will pick up and, and we'll go on and win the second half 2-0. I asked them to win the second half 2-0 and they did it. You know, the... We, st- we weren't winning first balls in the first half. It's difficult. We know we've got centre-halves missing and the two boys playing there are doing their best for the team. Um, so, look, we just had to improve in the duels and, and we had to play closer together and we did that. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. That's the best possible start for you. A win against Hebs at home. Not in the fashion that you thought you would have, I think. Most people thought two or three, maybe four nil. Barry, you're coming back in. What are you no, thinking? He, he yeah. mentions it. They're closer together. Yeah. They were wide open. Uh, in the, the first half and that, that did surprise me as I mentioned Paul if you're going to play that system which I like that system that tells me that he's very attack minded but you've got to have somebody in the middle of the park who's going to stay behind the ball and protect the two centre backs because listen the two centre backs didn't have a great night but listen you've got to think these two guys are, are central midfielders yeah. mm-hmm. um, they, they, they did have a tough certainly tough first half but the biggest thing for me was it's um, you've got to question the, the, the character of them and inside the dressing room at half time and they've certainly come out uh, and showed that, that at least they've got a bit of fight in them and that was um, brilliant to see and I thought the third goal yeah. was a brilliant goal I've got to be honest with you a great pass for Tavernier um, a brilliant brilliant quick feat from Tillman and um, he laid it on a plate for Morelos um, who did what Morelos does so well Used yeah, to. listen, if, yeah. You, if you create opportunities yeah. um, nine times out of ten, I, I believe that he'll hit the back of the net. I still think there's a bit of fitness, but listen, I've seen a difference in Morelos. If you think to that game last night and to the final game before the World Cup break at St Byrne, where I was absolutely shocked at his performance, that shows me that Michael Beale has got him on the right track. And I do always believe that if he is fit and he's willing to roll his sleeves up, Morelos is a, a very good centre forward. Were you surprised but, but that it's, Mike, it's yeah. like, but why should it take a new manager? <laughs> exactly. We've through, sure. through this mm-hmm. movie before with, with Morelos, and that must be the clear frustration. He's, he's handsomely paid. He's one of the best assets of the club. He's the best striker at the club when he can be bothered to be professional and be on it. But yet it takes another new manager to come. Mm-hmm. We, we were in this movie with him this time last year, just before Gerard left. They, they, I think they'd given up. They'd lost patience with him, and it took. Van Bronckhorst and Roy Mackay and the staff to come in and speak in Spanish to him and, and putting an arm around him. That lasts a few months. Then he reverts back to type. You know, listen, I know he got the winner last night and I know he can be an asset, but if it's me and I'm Michael Beale, you know at some stage, Morelos is going to cause you a problem. He's going to give you a major headache and it's something that the manager can be doing without and that's why I think it's time to call it a day with him next month if you can. If you can get a couple of quid in for him, move him on. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're on the socials at Go Football well, Show. Well, listen, yeah. see if he wants to get a move. Yeah. He needs to start performing. Do it on the park. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you know what? I totally get where Mark's coming from. Yeah. Um, I've always backed him. I have, but I just thought the couple of weeks before um, the end of Gio's reign, I was really disappointed um, in his attitude. It should be a given. He should go out there. Listen, we all have bad games and poor days at the, the office, but one thing is you've always got to give 100%. And... I didn't think he was he done that certainly at the Saban game, but he showed a difference last night. But it, Mark's bang on the button. It shouldn't take a new manager for that to happen. 
Six points in it now. Celtic tomorrow at Petaudry. More on Rangers in a few moments. A lot more from Michael Beale, including did they look fitter? Everyone thinks that they did. And he also mentioned before the game about the fitness of the team. He didn't think they were as fit as they should have been. Do you know what? Listen, all managers have got a different way of training mm -hmm. and doing things, right? See, if you don't think you're doing enough in training, you've got an unbelievable training ground. Go and do a bit on your own. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Aye. Stay behind, put a shift in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But was that a criticism I, I played, of GVB I, that he didn't push I, them enough to well, go and do that? Well, sometimes in training, maybe they're unsure with the sports yeah. science, maybe oh, we don't want to work them hard enough mm. or whatever. But see if I felt in the training, which some of the training um, stuff that I'd done, I didn't feel I got enough out of it. Mm -hmm. I would just go and take a few markers and go and do a bit of running for five or ten minutes and, and the manager never had a, a problem with that because um, you would do shape where shape you're not getting really a right sweat on you know what I mean sometimes you, you feel you're not getting enough in training but listen you've got an unbelievable facility there you've got a number of pitches you've got an unbelievable state of the art gym you can go and do enough to keep yourself at a maximum fitness levels. But Barry was totally devoted to his profession, to football and to Rangers. And there must be players there who could have a look at themselves. And maybe that's what Michael Beale's going to bring from them, Mark. I don't know. Do you oh, think they well, didn't do enough? Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> if you look back at Rangers, <clears throat> um, since um, the start of the season, and yep. I know that it was brilliant to get past um, Union yep. and then PSV. PSV. That was outstanding sure. financially yep. for the club and for, and for, the, for the kudos of Giovanni and the players. Um, but then I just think too many of them yeah. hid behind the manager they were happy to let the manager take the flack come out time after time he had to face the music in, in the media and some of them look, even even if they didn't agree with the manager's tactics or they weren't quite having the manager and they starve and get all that that can happen it's impossible to keep 25 players happy you're always going to have a, a band are not having you and, and that's fine that happens in every walk of life but you still got to go and do it for yourself still got to do it for your football club do it for your supporters do it for your teammates and um, again, it goes back to that point with Manelos, you know, why stick, wait for a, a change of manager for all of a sudden to, to, to get that going? Um, it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't wash uh, by me. But anyway, it's gone now. The new guy is in. Michael Beal is in. He's got off to a winning start. Two hell of a tough games next week. Petaudry Tuesday night, Ross County Friday night. Then you've got the build-up, but one more game in the build-up to the to the old firm game. Is but, there a big uh, old firm game coming up? Yeah. Aye, what is it? Something is second it January. January. How many Aye. sleeps, Barry? Not many. <laughs> Not enough. Listen, I'm just I'm just worrying about next Tuesday at Bedford. It's going to be some night. Tough. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Okay. Listen, we're going to come yeah. back to that, Mark, if you don't mind. Let's right. go because this man. <laughs> we're going to do some Ash Postacoglu because he's been out shoving cars today, hasn't oh, he? He's been helping somebody yes, right. in the snow up at Lennox Town. Can he do no wrong? Ash Postacoglu. <laughs> Christmas came early for somebody. He's been speaking, though, about Celtic, ready for the game tomorrow against Aberdeen, and he was saying he wants to pick up where they left off. Well, that's, that's kind of our challenge, and that's what we, you know, that's that's our aim and ambition. Uh, we've had, obviously had a real strong start to the season uh, uh, in the league, and, you know, the key to that now is to keep improving, and I don't think that there's any reason why we shouldn't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, league form's been uh, very strong, even though we had a really, you know, hectic schedule, including Champions League games, um, you know, going into the break. So, <clears throat> you know, whilst the schedule is just as challenging moving forward, it doesn't have the, you know, that challenge of, of Champions League football. And, <clears throat> you know, we, we've got a couple of players back from injury as well, which I think, um, you know, hopefully uh, will make us stronger moving forward. 
Yeah, let's get the injury update. Yeah, Callum's good. He's uh, he's ready to go. So in terms of absences, the only ones we've got at the moment are um, obviously uh, James McCarthy did his hamstring before the break, and then uh, Stephen Welsh picked up a little bit of a niggle um, in the sort of last day of camp in Portugal, so he'll miss a couple of weeks. And I think aside from that, um, I just I haven't assessed after training, but aside from that, everyone else is good. Obviously. Uh, yeah, Carl Starfelt, who missed a fair chunk of the early part of the season, is is also um, back, and, and I think Jota, you know, had a slight niggle um, going into the break, but they've all trained really well, so um, um, everyone else got a clean bill of health at this stage, and obviously Yossip's not not back either. Mark Celtic up there tonight for the game tomorrow, the early kickoff, a game really to look forward to. What are you thinking yeah. about what the manager was saying there about the uh, the injuries? Callum McGregor, we know, is back, and that's huge. Yeah, you know, it's massive for Celtic to have their captain back. The guy who makes him tick uh, in the middle of the park, um, albeit, you know, they did you know really well without him, but it's always good to have somebody of that calibre back and available, and, and I'm pretty sure he'll go right into the starting lineup um tomorrow. And it's just times like, like you know, Rangers were saying a couple of days ago it'll be the same for Celtic. They'll be champion at the bit, Paul. Tough, tough game. But that's what you need to go and do to to, to be to be the champions. You need to go to places like Petordry. Jim Goodwin's got his players ready. He's wanting to see, listen, it's been seven years since we've beaten Celtic at Petordry, I think. So he's wanting his players to go out and go and do something a bit special in front of their own supporters. And they'll make it difficult for Celtic. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, what we don't know about Celtic all teams. Um, coming up to their game tomorrow is what light they're going to be because it's been a five week break yeah. it's, I mean it's almost like a summer break Paul it's not like yeah. their winter break was two weeks before in January this is like a proper break November the 12th last time they played a competitive game um, but I think Celtic will be ready um, they'll know that they want to keep get the points gap back to nine they'll want to get into the game at Ibrox with the points gap being at least nine so you know as long as you don't lose that game the title's in the bag if Celtic come away in January the 2nd with a nine point lead mm intact the title is absolutely in the bag here's what you had to say Barry about Juranovic and obviously the speculation he's gone all the way to the semi-final in the World Cup and he was one of the top performers here's Ange Postacoglu it's great he's getting noticed and that's what you want you know I want our players getting noticed if they weren't getting noticed they wouldn't be doing well and uh, so you know he's done well and as I said he's represented his country um you know, fantastically well in our football club and uh, aside from that mate everything else um, you started it with an if and I'll give you an if back if it stops snowing then I'll be able to drive back home without having to get out of my car so that'll be fine too <laughs> Barry <laughs> riddle that one he speaks well yeah. um, there, there's no doubt about that um, I, I don't think Celtic will, will have any problems in terms of I still think they'll be at the level he just strikes me as a manager who his standards have Anybody dips below their standards, um, he'll not have it. Uh, uh, plain and simple. But I, I think having Callum McGregor back is um, huge, huge. I, I thought they coped. It was it was interesting when he got injured. How they would cope without him, and I thought they'd done pretty well without Callum uh, McGregor. For me, he's he's a main man. He, he does. He, he makes him tick. He is now Mr Celtic. He's obviously the captain. He's the leader. He, he drives the, the, the team forward. Um, and I don't see many problems up at Petodre, um for Celtic. It's always tough when you go up sure. there, but... Seven I think, years? Yeah, I think of Celtic, um, I've got the right mindset, which I think they will have. Well, that's just the way Postacoglu comes across. Um, I think they'll be coming back down to... Glasgow with the, the three points and I do think these there might be one Rangers result or one Celtic result but I think these three old firm games are crucial for, 
for Rangers. You don't see any slip-ups, either of them, between now... I, I can't see. Yeah. If they're honestly... I know Rangers had a number of slip-ups yeah. just before the winter break, but obviously when a new manager came in, what he's saying, he's saying all the right things. Um, he's wanting to make signings. There's no, there's no fillers. I like that. There's guys, I said that before, there's guys, if he's going to sign them, they come in at the starting eleven and make them stronger. In terms of Celtic, I just think if both teams are 90% at it, they win every game. Um, and I, I do honestly believe it's going to come down to the, the old firm games. And Mark Celtic go up to Aberdeen with the player of the month, Haksabanovic. Yeah, look, um, yeah, he's done really well. Um, you know, I've said a few times, he obviously came in late, to the, late in the piece and uh, it's probably taken him a little while to sort of get up to speed physically and also you know, playing our football, but... Yeah, he's been a great contributor in a number of different areas. And, um, you know, I think there's more to come from him. There's no doubt, um, you know, he's sort of just getting into the swing of things. And, um, you know, again, um, in an area of the park where we're really strong, he's he's a really you know solid contributor. And um, like I said, I think we'll see the best of him in the second half of the season. And, um, again, looking forward to what he has to offer. Yeah, I mean, as a manager says, Paul fills a number of positions and, and fills them well, you know, right across that that line uh, in behind the the main striker, he can pick the ball up from you know from deep and and drive on as well. He's not shy to to take on a player, take on a fullback, do a bit of dribbling, which I always like to see. I think that's been kind of lost in the modern day game, so it's always uh, nice to see that um, too. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a worthy uh, recipient of the Player of the Month. Um, award and I'm sure he'll have a, a big role to play tomorrow Celtic fans what are you thinking you can speak to Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi 0808 17 17 700 football is back big time with the SPFL bit more from Ange Postacoglu and then more from Michael Beale Ange Postacoglu will be telling us about the players who were at the World Cup and how they've come back and Michael Beale will be talking overall about the game last night which Rangers won 3-2 The Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Dressed like a Russian oligarch there, and <laughs> he's got the big jacket on, Barry, hasn't he? Chris is there, well wrapped up, Mark. What do you think? <laughs> a Russian oligarch. On Radio Moscow. This is the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Macklin Motors and in the company, they're still here, <laughs> Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. Rangers winning 3-2 last night. The gap now six points at the top of the table. Celtic play tomorrow, lunchtime 12.30 kick-off, Aberdeen against Celtic. So the table after the first 15 games, Celtic on 42 points, goal difference of plus 37. Rangers after 16 games, 36 points, plus 21. Then a gap 25 points, Aberdeen after 15 games. Livingston, 23. Hearts in 21, along with St. Johnson. And then in seventh position, also in 21 points, St. Mirren. Good first uh, 15 games of the season for them. Hibs, after 17 games, are in 20 points. Motherwell on 17. Ross County, 15, along with Kilmarnock. And Dundee United on 12. And remember... The game tomorrow is off at Fir Park and what a blow that is, isn't it, Barry? You know, you've been off for five weeks and the game is off because of the weather, Motherwell St Mirren. Yeah, can I just say, I would rather yeah. wear what Chris is wearing than what you're wearing. Good um, shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're looking smart. Let's <laughs> see if I'll do anything, but that's too old. Right, yeah, listen, yeah. They'll, they'll be devastated. Not just Motherwell St Mirren as well. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I think St Mirren need to sort out. Their home form's been brilliant. Obviously, taking points off um, Celtic and and Rangers, it's just their away form that's that's let them down. But St Mirren have had a great season. 
in, in terms of Motherwell uh, they'll be disappointed but the weather out in Lanarkshire you know what it's been like out there it's yep. been um, absolute freezing um, and I've had problems with the, the toilets and the stands so there's no way that game could have been on so I'm sure both sets of, of players and supporters will be disappointed um, but you can't do anything about the weather Mark, last night we thought beforehand Portis would play maybe in a new role, which he yeah, did in the first yeah. half, and it worked. And for Rangers, Cholak, an injury, a mm-hmm. calf injury, and he was out. So, and Leon King, we didn't know about this, missed last night as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at the players that, that Rangers had missing last night. You know, as you said, Leon King, Tom Lawrence, um, Yanis Hadji, John Suter, Connor Goldson, John Suter. Antonio Cholak, you know, so so there's a few, you know, there's three or four of them that you could say quite easily would be in uh, the starting eleven, you know, particularly you know your central defenders. I think Lawrence offers something, you know, um, too. Uh, and Cholak, yep, Morelos got the winner, but on current form this season, from from August onwards, you'd have to see Cholak's the number one strike at the club. And Kima Roof is another one who Michael Bull really rates highly and really likes and really thinks that he can get something out of him it's just really about his attendance record yeah, again um, didn't feature last night no but he Injured. did make the point before he does he want to rush him um, you know, does he want to bring somebody back that he might get you know 60 minutes out of but he's out for another four weeks so he'd rather wait a couple of weeks and that. but anyway you look you look at that there, there's a bit of strength um, and depth there but they're still well short of Celtic Paul you, you compare the squads they're still well short of Celtic and Rangers um need to go and have a good window whether they claw the, the gap back you know like by beating Celtic in January 2nd or not they need to go and have a good window because if you can get players in in January I'll, I'll always cite the example of Celtic last year Hitati and O'Reilly and whoever else it was they brought in they brought in three or four but those two made a fantastic impact and then they've just kicked on into the new season so if Rangers can get players in I'm not saying it's necessarily going to say they're going to win the league by getting a, a good window next month but it gets them prepped for, for August next season potentially for Champions League qualifiers whatever it may be get them in the building as quickly as possible the work starts now let's get the injury update before we hear from Barry on that here's Michael Beale well, yeah well Connor's trained for two days and seven weeks Ben's trained for three days I've got to be careful here we have a lot of big matches coming up I felt after the performance at the weekend I could get through it unfortunately Leon King went sick this morning so that changed our plans and John had to drop, uh, drop back there uh, and we lost Colac yesterday afternoon to a tight calf and we didn't want to take a risk. So the last 24 hours have, have been far from ideal after two weeks very calm. I stood in front of you before the game quite calm, but in my head there was a lot going on. So I'm delighted to take the three points. I knew it wasn't going to be perfect and we just have to keep improving every week and we have to get back to where we are. We can't be looking too far ahead in terms of the table or anything else. We just have to get back to what we want it to look like on a daily basis. Barry? Well, that's positive news. Connor Golson, yeah. he's trained a couple of days. Ben uh, Ben Davies, um, the same. I, I think he's looking to get them up and running for the second of January. I don't think you'll see Connor Golson play next Tuesday. I think you'll see Ben Davies if he comes through the next few days training, playing. I think you maybe see Connor play a part at, at Ross County. Aye. Yep, yep. Leading up to the the, the Celtic game because they do need. I mean, you seen it last night, and do you know what? They had a tough night, certainly in the first half, Sands and, and Lundstrom, but I felt for them because it's not their natural position. I know they've played there before, they've done well, but they played a different way under Gio. They were more behind and playing counter-attack. They're really in the front foot, it looks to me, if they're going to be playing under under Michael Beale. So both of them were exposed and it was shown um, last night. So I think he's, he's he knows how important the two players are, along with... 
young Leon King. Um, they're natural centre-backs and um, he'll be wanting to just take his time and make sure they are hopefully fit and ready for the 2nd of January. What about the news about Ridvan uh, Yelmaz? Uh, six weeks maybe still injury that's the yeah it might, another it must have been a, a serious one it must have come off the bone or something yep. um, I've played with a number of players when they've torn their hamstring and it's maybe four six weeks it may be similar to Kyogo mm. um, that obviously resemble he was out for about what three months something yeah. like that yep. and that's what Yomas is, is going to be out so you, you can forget about him until February mid-February mid but it's the centre back area that's key for Rangers and making sure that um he does the right thing in getting Connor Goldston 100% fit and Ben Davies 100% fit. He came on last night for, I don't know what, yeah. five, six, seven minutes. Cameo, but yeah. he was on. Yeah. Listen, it's a few minutes on the pitch, but these next few training days, I think if both of them come through it, you'll see Davies start next um, Tuesday at Pataudry and certainly Connor Goldston, if he comes through the next five, six um, days, you'll certainly play at Ross County. Didn't see so much of VAR last night. Are they taking the cue from the World Cup where VAR hasn't featured as much? Barry, a couple of questions in. Do you think that should have been a red card for Morellas? The, the, the push? Yeah. Um, no, no, come on. Man. Yellow card? Yeah, no. maybe, maybe a yellow card. Okay. Yeah. I'll just give him a, a slap around about the chops and say don't do not do that. But that's yeah. nothing. Archie's there's nothing on. in that. Okay. At the socials. Come on. If you're going to give people yellow cards for that, yeah, that's the buzz burst. red cards. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a contact sport. I mean, it was a bit of a push, but it's not a red. Is it a yellow? Don't know. Well, you say no. Did Hibbs deserve a penalty? Wayne Sands. Yeah. Well, this is, this is sure. a big debate. Yep. Previous to that, if they're going to have consistency, and I go back to the Celtic handballs, O'Reilly, for me, never penalties. That mm. last night, never a penalty in my eyes. But if you're going back to six, yep. seven weeks sure. ago, um, with consistency, uh, it would have been a penalty, but uh, maybe maybe they've this break they've had a chat the referees sober up our people yeah. yep and say listen come on some of these penalty kick decisions that were given and uh, against Celtic and other teams were absolute ridiculous in my eyes Mark there's been no consistency and it's unfair to the referees and the VAR yeah. officials yeah. because the laws at the moment say that. They should give penalties at times, even though there's no intent whatsoever to play yeah, the but ball with your hand. That, that, that is the thing, though, about handball, Paul. It's it's all opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all mm -hmm. down to opinion. It's not uh, factual. That's why you do get so such inconsistencies uh, week to week. It's not like you know offside where the line's drawn or the ball's over the line. That's fact. Handball isn't. But maybe maybe there has been a bit of dialogue. And again, see if there has been. Brilliant. Let us mm -hmm. yeah, but let us know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sure. Let fans know. You know. Let. Clubs know, let the media know that there's been a bit of dialogue. You might see a couple of cheats, so don't be surprised. But the referees are briefed; they know what they're doing, and that's it. I mean, it'll still come down to opinion, but it'd be nice to hear there's been a bit of dialogue. They've reviewed certain things, you know, like the the, the Smith handball at Tynecastle, which should have been a penalty. Was it Riley's handball at Celtic Park? Shouldn't have been a penalty. That's so one of the worst that, decisions. Aye, I've seen. So you look at things actually. You know what, we've reviewed things. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't. I'm not asking the SFA to come out and name names about individual referees, but we'll all know who they are if you look back at the incidents and say, look, we've had a bit of dialogue. We think we're tidying things up a wee bit. We have a bit more knowledge now that VAR's been in for six or seven weeks, and hopefully we'll kick on. It'll be bigger and better. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, you don't need to be frightened of it. Sure. It's a healthy Embrace thing. It. It's yeah. a good thing. So let us know. Because we, we want the game to be good up here. Um, and, and do you know what? See if they have done that the last five weeks. 
Fair play to them. Absolutely. Them. What do you think? Call Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Michael Beale, 3 2 win last night. This was his analysis of his team. Yeah, I know I've got a job on. And to be fair to the boys, they know they've got a job on to get back to the standards that we've we've had previously. I think you saw a, every, a little bit of everything tonight, a little bit of anxiety in the air, certainly in the crowd and on the pitch as well. It didn't look anything like we wanted it to. That just shows you're a game at the weekend like Leverkusen where there's, there's not the three points on it. Everyone relaxes and plays. And tonight I saw a different type of performance. But in the second half, they got the job done. I think if you look at the statistics of the game, we were worthy winners. And outside the, the two goals, Alan's not had much to do. So we're disappointed to concede twice. We need to uh, clean up on that. And, and we will do. When, when, when we have all of our defenders available, which won't be too far away, I think then you'll, you'll see a stronger defensive performance. Recognise a really good coach, Barry. It's now the step up to being manager. We all know that's a different role. He loves his stats as well, though, isn't he? He's steeped in the game itself. Yeah, but I think what you're saying there again, I've got, I've got to agree with him that there's a lot to work on. There is. Um, there's a lot of improvement to be, be done. What would your priority be for him to work on? What areas does he have to well, work it, on? It's clear to me that he's playing a different formation. Um, it's going to take a bit of time. I looked nothing into the game in Saturday. A lot of people were saying, oh, 3-0, Bayer, Leverkusen. Listen, he just says it there. It's easy to play in a friendly. Yeah. It's even three points are on the line when there's 52,000 fans demanding and expecting. It's a different ball game. And I was worried the first 45 minutes. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, listen, there's no much improvement here, but at least they showed a bit of personality and a bit of character last night. Because, um, listen, as I said, whether it's at Rangers or Celtic, they're very demanding. Very demanding and they expect um, you to win every single game. Um, but I, I do think there's a lot of work to be done I think January Mark's alluded to it earlier on January's going to be big the summer's going to be even bigger Lawns uh, in January you've I, I don't know but I like what you're saying it, it's, it's just, he's not wanting fillers yep. it's not about bringing numbers in um, I'm sure there's going to be quite a number of players coming back from injury we've just mentioned two Connor Golson and Ben Davies there'll be another few I would suspect in the next couple of weeks but the players that Rangers sign need to come in and make the starting eleven even stronger. It's when they'll come back, isn't it, Mark? It's crucial for them. So Connor Goldson, nearly there. Uh, ben Davies came on last night, and I guess that Barry said that earlier. That's one area, the central defence. They don't have natural central, central defenders on last night at the back, and that's tough. No, I mean that that's the thing as well. You know, again, you go back to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who had, you know, twenty odd games. You know, due to injury, he never found a settled central defensive. Um, partnership you know it wasn't there um, because of any you know you started with John Souter in the, the, the season he got injured very early on Livingston away not been seen um, since Alanda's not been available all season Goldson picked up that injury Balligan is away game. Balligan is, is away Ben Davis has been really stop start even Yilmaz you know not been available you know Tavernier uh, and Barisic have been your only ones that have been you know solidly uh, available also changed the goalkeepers um, after 7 or 8 games into the season so he needs to get them available. Now, I would imagine um, Goldson and Davis would be the preferred yeah. option. But you don't know because it's a new manager. He likes Goldson, but he's inherited Davis. So you don't know about that. But you'd imagine that would look like the strongest um, partnership um, at the club. You'd like Davies, surely. He was at Liverpool. I know he didn't play, but... Yeah, you, you, you would think so. Yeah, but you, you don't see. know, or he might say, do you what? That is one area I want an upgrading. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that, that, you know, you just don't know. You, know, you say, what? Yeah, you're good.
but for where I want to take you where we need to go the gap that we need to close in Celtic we need an upgrade in that position and the, if he identifies something mm-hmm. the board need to go and um, help him get it over the line the small amount of time I've seen him on the pitch I certainly think there's a player there he brings good balance as well you don't get many left-sided centre-backs centre I do honestly believe if everybody's fit but you're right you don't know what Michael Beale's thinking he clearly likes Conor Golson because mm-hmm. um, he was a big part of the previous regime when, when Michael Beale was there as a as a coach but I do think if you're asking my opinion right now I do think that looks like the two centre-backs that are going to be his number one and you would welcome that Golson and Ben Davies well, listen, as, as the pairing uh, yeah. Conor Golston has come in for a bit of criticism at times but one thing about Conor Golston is he, he brings quite a few things to the Rangers team he brings a presence he's a leader as well you watch him on the pitch he's always talking communicating that's something that you don't see very much now in, in modern modern day football and I think he's been a really good Rangers player I was pleased that he signed a new contract I know quite a number of fans weren't too bothered if it was going to happen um, but if you let a player know you know what you're getting with Conor Golston it's a gamble if you go and bring somebody in in, in the struggle. You know Conor Golson's been able to handle situations. So for me, at this moment in time, if everybody's fit, that looks to me if it's going to be a, a decent partnership because there's good experience between the two of them as well. Did you enjoy the game last night? You first, Mark? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah so, and by the way, I've no mention thing. You know, credit to Hibs. Yeah. You know, okay, it's another defeat. I think that's seven and eight games now. Lee Johnson needs to do better. Hibs been in eighth position, not good enough. Um, but credit to them you know they, they had a go they played they didn't look scared they weren't phased took the game with Rangers uh, whenever they could but ultimately you know just couldn't get it over the line but yeah they, they certainly made a, a contest of it and the 50,000 inside Irots last night were thoroughly entertained mm. and in terms of did I, I didn't yeah, enjoy the yeah. first half no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what good to see in terms of Hibs side Kevin Nisbet back yeah. mm. I, I've always I've always liked him as a as a player listen he's been out for what 10 months yeah. 11 months it's been a, a long hard road for him to me he looked really shitty tired you could tell yeah. he, he was tired um, 20 minutes or, or so to go but he looks to me if he's come back just as good as he was right. before his before he's injury um, international player as well sure. yeah. that, and yeah. if he starts to continue with that sort of form right. yep. Rangers Celtic why not? Looked sharp, didn't he? In that quick transition, goal well. Yeah, you know, just he was alive, yeah. he was alert, it was but he finished it well, didn't interesting he? Interesting to hear uh, Jack Ross talk mm. about him um, over five, six, seven yards. He says he's absolute electric, and and he showed that last night mm. um, in a, a brilliant finish um, past a, a brilliant goalkeeper. It was his near post as well, but mm. obviously it's hit off the post and went in. But he looked he looked dangerous. He caused. Rangers problems last night How was the TV watch for us all we were watching it separately but Sky Andy Walker was very good of course Crocs was back yeah. Chris Boyd back up I know he's been down in World Cup duty uh, in London yeah. he was on yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's on. on Boyd he's on every single <laughs> day <laughs> yeah but I, I agreed with he he said it's too early listen it's time will tell with, with Michael Beale the most important thing last night was making sure you get the three points the second half performance was was really good, but I still think there's a lot of hard work to be uh, to be done. And Michael Beale has um, spoken about that. He he's made it clear that there's a lot of hard work, not just with him and the staff, but also mm. the, uh, the the players inside the, the training centre at this moment in time. World Cup final this weekend: Scotland against Argentina. Oh, sorry, France against Argentina. <laughs> Must stop this early uh, drinking pre-Christmas. <laughs> but Argentina against France. I see the sickness in the France camp. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that shortly, and we'll get Barry and Mark's verdict. Who is going to be 
the winners? Is it going to be Argentina or are France going to retain the trophy, which hasn't been done for a long time? And we're going to get your thoughts as well on the start tomorrow. Yep, Hibs Rangers last night, Rangers winning 3-2. Everyone else tomorrow, plus the championship first and second. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Radio Football Show, Friday night, the weekend is here. It's World Cup final weekend and also third and fourth place tomorrow. That's the smiles and laughs of Barry Ferguson going into the weekend. Rangers winning 3-2 last night. Mark Guidi is with us and Paul Cooney. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, loads of you on the socials. The Rangers fans, by and large, happy with the performance last night. The second half, Rangers dominated. Big change in the second 45. The manager sorting out a few things. Celtic now, lunchtime tomorrow. They're in Aberdeen. I can report they are there. <laughs> well, obviously, because they're playing at 12.30 tomorrow. Let's just check for our man in the north or women in the north for the latest. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Celtic have moved up north for that game tomorrow. Here's a bit more from Ange Postacoglu. What about the World Cup players? Juranovic obviously still over there. What's his injury update? No, not really. Um, my understanding is that you know, he's probably not going to play tomorrow. And um, uh, at the same time, I don't think it's anything serious. But, you know, we'll, we'll give him a week off anyway. Um, we've done that with all the World Cup lads. Uh, we'll give him a week off once they finish their commitments. And, uh, you know, hopefully he's uh, right to go when we get back. How good has Juranovic been for you, Mark Guidi, in this World Cup? Yeah, you know he's, he's you know he's really helped Croatia get to to where they got to. They've got the third place uh, playoff tomorrow. They reached the semi final. Um, as Peter Grant was saying in the program uh, last night, they played he played really well against Brazil. He was a wee bit disappointed with Argentina against Argentina. As you said, Pat, can be a tactical thing. He might have been under instruction. Yeah. You know, he might have been carrying a wee knot where he couldn't overexert himself. He had to just maybe just focus on his defensive uh, duties. But regardless of that. He's clearly enhanced his reputation. He has added a few million on his transfer fee, you would imagine, but that's not a gimme because it's only what clubs are willing to to bid for him. But um, no, he's, he's he's looked apart. I, I get the feeling he will be sold during the January window. It looks as though it's heading that way. Celtic are prepared for it. They've got a replacement in. They've also still got Anthony Rouse in there. So while, while he's hot and you've got a chance of making whatever it may be, a 10, 12, 14 million quid profit on Sunday, Juranovic is also get the chance of, I would imagine, at least trebling his wages, if not quadrupling mm -hmm. his wages. Bearing in mind, he won't be a massive earner because he came from Polish football. Um, so it's a, a fantastic move on the horizon for him and a great bit of business for Celtic. Well, because, what was the transfer fee they, they paid? 22 and a half. Mm. Well, that's the way Celtic operate. Yeah. And if they're going to get, I would imagine he would be in the, the kind of, Ten million pound. Mm. We're obviously going to the World Cup and, and producing the the dis, uh, displays that he, he did. I was impressed with him. I've been impressed since he's came to Celtic. Um, never knew it again. I keep saying this yeah. Wait, mm. about many Postacoglu's signings. You don't know too much about about them. Um, I believe he was a, a late developer as well into, into the game, but he's, he's certainly impressed. And I do think of. If clubs do come calling, I'm, I'm sure Celtic would do business at the right price because they obviously the Canadian fullback they've, they've just signed and and Ralston who let, let's be honest when he's come into the Celtic team he's never let them down. Leisure Warsaw will get 10 percent. They've got a sell-on clause in mm -hmm. there and that's fair. 10 percent will go there. But do you think he'll be 10 to 15 million? I know the papers were saying yeah. 20 million a few days I, ago. I said last night, Paul. You know, just speculating. You're, sure. you're guessing, but I I see him being. 
15 to 17 I don't okay. see him being 20 to 25 right. I don't see him being 8 to 10 I see mm-hmm. him being more into the, 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 the mid sort of 14, 15, 16 Would Torino pay that? They're obviously they're one of the clubs mentioned about him Barry, what do you think? Would Torino play, pay as uh, much money as who knows? Who, yeah. uh, exactly who knows but there, you know there's a lot of clubs out there with a lot of finances um, Paul and as I said even if he wasn't at the World Cup with Croatia I still think his performances for Celtic um, would have had people watching him um, no doubt about that here's what Ange Postacoglu said about Juranovic and some of the other players as well at the World Cup Celtic players but first of all Juranovic yeah he's done well he's done brilliant and um, you know, great for him and you know, he's represented his country country and our football club you know really well he's he's had strong performances against some you know, against world class opponents and uh, yeah, it's a bit to, but to be fair I thought all our boys did well I thought Aaron was outstanding for Australia to get into the knockout stages um, you know Cameron in the game he played I thought it was <clears throat> was 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 brilliant Dyson's you know come back having a score, scored a world cup goal which um, you know not many footballers get to experience that and uh, and he, Alistair Johnson had you know, three strong games for Canada so from our perspective you know, sometimes it's challenging when your players go away national team and, and don't play much, and you know, that would have been probably a little bit more difficult for us. But having all of, all of them go away and really be strong at that level, it's good for them. I think it gives them more self belief. Um, you know, having matched it against the world's best, you know, great for us as a football club that, that they represent us as well. Barry, you played against Ronaldo. You've played against Messi. How did it affect you then after the game when you came back to pe- to play? You obviously played against them for Rangers. What was it like though coming back to play in the division in the Premiership? Well, obviously different with the standard, and yeah. and I'm not being disrespectful there because no. you're coming up against unbelievable sure. teams that these these players played in. Um, but it's, it give you it's more experience. Yeah, it's yeah. experiences. You see how they go about their their business, and, and to be close up to some of these players, mm. Paul. Um, it's mind-boggling at times what what they can do with a, a football. Certainly, the wee the wee man who's in the, the final for for Argentina. Um, listen about the argument. Listen, lucky yeah. lucky enough to have both Ronaldo and Messi mm. at the same time. His goals in terms of Ronaldo have been unbelievable. Yeah. But mm. it's Messi all day long. He, he's just a a wonderful football player, and and some of the things he does with a, a football are just ridiculous at times. All-time great, if he lifts it on Sunday, do you think he will be considered the greatest of all time? Uh, I think in the past 25 years, Paul, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think he would. You know, you want to go back to to, to the 80s and obviously Maradona. Maradona. You want to go back yeah. to the, the 70s and you're talking, you know, Pele. Obviously, if you want to come into the, you know, yeah. this, the, the new millennium, then you're looking at Ronaldo and Messi. But for me, it's, it's Messi, whether he wins on Sunday night or not. I actually think Argentina will win. I think he'll, he'll deserve it. I think he's got that hunger about him. You look at his performance against Croatia. There's just something about um, Argentina. But France have got the players to stop Messi. They're very disciplined defensively. Uh, France, even their two sitting uh, midfielders and at the back. But uh, And then they've got Griezmann and Bappi and Giroud. The three of them are terrific what, what together. About Griezmann, Griezmann? Oh, playing in the centre of the pitch? Listen, he's a forward player, yeah. if you say Griezmann, and he's one of the top forward players in the world over the last maybe five, five, ten uh, years. But playing in the centre of the pitch and his defensive duties—that's the thing that shocked me. 
um, get back clearing things and he's inside his own box he's for me he's been brilliant as well yeah. in this World Cup he's been one of the standout performers he'd give Mbappe a run for his money wouldn't he yep. as best player but everybody's yep. going to say about yeah. Mbappe and rightly so because again the guys get potential to be one of the best ever pace unbelievable skill can score a goal but if you're asking me who's been France's best mm-hmm. player I, I'd say Griezmann Mark, I, 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 wouldn't wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't argue with that at all Paul and even I think it was highlighted by Alan Shearer in the analysis at half time the other night watch Griezmann he makes three runs before the first goal and mm-hmm. keeps checking back he doesn't get the ball that he's looking for but he doesn't take the huff and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's bent again the defenders try to anticipate it he fails and he lifts his head and, and, and picks a, a team out yeah Griezmann's been, been pretty special and, and he was key to the victory over England as well. What about the sickness in the camp, Varane and Kanati at the moment? The last couple of yeah. days they've been, I mean, sickness bug can happen occasionally um, in a group of players. It would be pretty cruel if France were debilitated by that because, Barry, if you've got a bug, it's pretty difficult, I would imagine, to get back and play at the level you need to to win a World Cup. Yeah, listen, I, I don't care what MD says. If these players are, are struggling, they, they'll do everything in their power to yeah. make sure they're ready to, to rock in, in Sunday. Um, World Cup final unbelievable um, but that is a worry yep. but I've been impressed with France again Mark mentioned that they're, they're very well well drilled but they've got match winners as well in, in their team um, but for me Argentina it's going to be Argentina it's got, uh, I, I'm not just saying it I just think Argentina I've got um, very good players but for me I, just with Messi and obviously coming up against them I, I just love to see it I'd love to see the guy go and pick it up because he, he, he deserves it because he's one of these guys where you never hear about yeah. him in his private life yeah. the only time you see him is on a football pitch mm-hmm. and there's no news about him or nothing and that tells me that he's a not just a a top player but he's a team player as well Messi a brilliant documentary about him you watched it in mm-hmm. the, the group Sensational you know and you look at him as a as a kid even he's balancing and you know some of the, the players try to um, side him down and, and he, you know he didn't allow him um, to do it but um, I, I don't know if it's just me but I, I don't really remember anybody mentioning France pre-tournament I, mean, I know the form wasn't mm-hmm. great getting into it I think because of the injuries as well yeah, yeah. but I, I just don't remember anybody I, mean, I think maybe one or two said Denmark might be the European dark horse or most people are saying Argentina or Brazil but France and I think it was the same in 2018 he just kind of slipped yeah, under yeah. the radar and really you know I think you know, nobody mm-hmm. fancied them because of their two biggest name players Benzema and Pogba mm-hmm. yep Although Benzema, could he be there? He's still in the mm-hmm. squad. I know he went back home, scored for Real Madrid the other that, day. That could happen. Could he be there? Giroud has been, he's been great for, for On the France bench though, well. maybe. He yeah. is very, very underrated. Yep. Giroud. Look at the clubs he's played at. Look at his goals. He scored at club level and yeah. international level. He's, he's a proper centre forward, Giroud. Yeah. He's, goal, he's goal against England. Can, can I just no, say, I, just I know you, you mentioned the Messi document. You know what I watched last yeah. night? Frank Sozzi have you seen I've, it? I, no, I saw no. it was coming up I haven't seen it there yeah the Once French get, uh, Hibs uh, favourite uh, yeah. brilliant is it? I'll watch it tonight it. I like yeah. Frank Sozzi just looks to me if he's yeah. a just a proper guy you know what I mean did, did you play it was just I before your time no, oh, he was proper for Hibs wasn't he yeah. that two or three and big Alex team wasn't he and was they brilliant. love him yeah. at Easter Road don't they yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Uh, do you know you forget because you played against him and whatever and obviously there was one clip where I was running out the tunnel with him obviously he was a captain of Hibs I was a captain at Rangers then you things start to you get flashbacks and he was some player and uh-huh. look he won the Champions League he was the first I think it was 93 the first Champions Marseille. League Marseille um, big Basil Bolly mm. 
Bernard Tapi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I know I'm going away for no, it. No, it's good. Raw. Yeah, watch it. yeah. It's on for half an hour, forty-five minutes, and it's a brilliant watch. Like when you think of that Hibs team as well, your 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 old teammate, we oh, we we, we Ralph, he was. Russell, which one? Oh, oh Latapi. Latapi. Oh, I watch Remember Big Archie? That team, they were so entertaining. He, he that was, yeah, wasn't he? I mean, again, when people say about some of the. Yeah. Uh, the players that you've played with, um, ability-wise, he's got to be up there. Russell oh, yeah. Some of the things that he mm. done with a football, um, and a brilliant me guy, with Russell Tobago. Classy player. I take it nothing bothered him really. No, no he was. No. Yeah, he was always uh, uh, in pretty good form, wasn't he? What, what, yeah. a, what a football player. Yeah. Um, some of the things, as I says, he done in training and also. Um, and games for, for Rangers was um, was brilliant to watch. That was a wee mazy run there. We started with Ange Postecoglou talking about World Cup. It's good. It's good. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> it's a good watch. And, Believe yeah. me, it's, it's, it's good. To going see. to watch it then. Yeah. So you're going for Argentina. You think uh-huh. to win it? Can I just say? Yeah. I, I forgot. I thought he was just a player, but not to be the manager. manager that's right. Yeah, yeah. It didn't go very well. Really. No, no, no. But he still was cool about it. And that's what I liked about it. He didn't. He wasn't like. Grudging him day right. about it. Like, listen, do you know what? It just didn't work for me. French shrug yeah. of the shoulders, and then that's it. Yeah. A big supporter of the Scottish football, and that's good to see it's guys good. who exactly. have played at the top, the top level. level. A in. Champions League so there winner. There's yeah. one. Marseille. Uh, Mark, are you going for France, do you think? No, Argentina. Oh, you're Argentina as well. Yes. You're Argentina, both going Argentina. Yep. All right, Argentina it's a bit like the French quarter of the Gorbos here because uh, <laughs> James is very kindly, our executive producer brought in a wee cafe au lait. <laughs> There's a wee coffee here and a biscuit, I just noticed. <laughs> no, so During the news. So Sophie is going to hit us with the news next and then we're back on the next hour. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Rangers winning last night, Celtic in action tomorrow. It's the preview next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. Hour two, we're back to the tour specials. We had a great night last night, Peter Grant, with you, Mark, and it was uh, terrific. Peter made some great points last night. He expected Rangers to win. He was right. He expects Celtic to win tomorrow. I think he thought 2-1 at Pataudry, winding... Up now to the games tomorrow. Aberdeen Celtic at 12.30. Hearts Kilmarnock, all the rest at three, of course. Hearts against Kelly. Livingston against Dundee United. And Ross County against St. Johnson. As we said at the top of the programme, Motherwell against St. Mirren is off because of the weather in Lanarkshire. So that's uh, really bad news. Uh, it is, Paul, yeah. It's a pity for both sides. They've been champing a bit to get going. And also just for, for supporters, a mm. uh, pitch inspection at Livingston, Dundee United tomorrow as well. Half past ten, I think. Right, we'll bring you up to date. Tomorrow morning on the show, we'll keep in touch with that and we'll give you a shout 10.30. It's that time of year though, Barry, isn't it? With under soil heating, we don't lose many games now. I'm just looking down the divisions. We've lost uh, Albion Rovers against Elgin City as well and Dumbarton against Stenhouse Muir. But in the Premiership, that would be a pity to lose the Livy game. You're looking forward to it tomorrow. It's great. I know World Cup, we've talked about it for the last few weeks, but nothing beats our own Premiership. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I missed it. And, and listen, I, I said I never enjoyed the first half, no. but it was exciting. We, we obviously seen how Rangers would um, respond to, to going a goal down. They get the goal back for Sakala, and then, mm. what, 30 seconds? Or no, even that. After kickoff, bang, Nisbet scores again. So five goals last night live on TV. I, I enjoyed it, certainly enjoyed the second half more. And I'll obviously sit down with my cup of tea and, and watch Aberdeen Celtic game. I think that'll be a cracker to kick off the, the Saturday fixtures. 
And Mark, you are covering a game away up north. You'll be at Dingwall, furthest away from Glasgow. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Just, I'll just head straight for here, Paul. Um, <laughs> should make it by lunchtime tomorrow. Yeah, yeah looking forward. Just looking forward yeah. to being at a game, yeah. to being out at a live um, game. Uh, you know, it's been five weeks um, as well, and I'm absolutely desperate to go and um, see it. So yeah, looking forward to it. Malky McKay's Ross County team against Callum Davison St. Johnson. Some of the headlines: Liam Boyce has signed a new contract at Hearts. So that's uh, you've missed him, Barry, and Hearts have missed him big time. Yeah, listen, I think he's a, a massive player. Uh, for Hearts I see that signed a new contract 2024 with a, a, an option a, another year um, he's going about for the rest of the season I don't think you'll see him back but um, Hearts have certainly missed him um, certainly Liam Boyce and, and Craig Halkett um, I don't know is, is Craig Halkett is he back ready to go again I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure because he has been a massive miss for, for Hearts as well but I'll stick with what I say at the start of the season Paul um, albeit they've missed a number of players through injury hearts I think Robbie will do a bit of business and he'll get other players back from, from injury but I still think Hearts will finish third but Aberdeen will, will run them close Seven years as you mentioned since Aberdeen beat Celtic yeah, at Yeah I was trying to think it was yeah. um, Ronnie Dial I think was wow. in charge yeah. of Celtic Derek McInnes obviously would have been in charge of, of Aberdeen and unless a mistake was an absolute rasper from Johnny Hayes that won the game really? No, It could well have been uh, I'm not sure but anyway yeah. But yeah it was certainly back back in those days OK we'll give you more news some of the cup games have been rearranged we'll tell you in a moment <clears> or two uh, the Dundee game's off tomorrow as well so Dundee against Cove Rangers as Dens Park has fallen foul of the weather we're in the depths of winter although I see the temperatures have come up but watch it if you're out there Chris has been telling us on the roads it's really really icy I see Liverpool they won the Dubai Cup this evening this afternoon 2-1 win for them and uh, yep they'll be back next weekend isn't it the English Premier League gets back and Arsenal will they stay up top challenging Man City Liverpool is it too late for them what's going to happen with Man United so much to talk about Barry English football as well I know you enjoy it um, but nothing see, see bonus people yeah. I, I do I watch all all um, leagues I know um, I enjoy watching football but I would rather watch Scottish Premier League and I would the English Premier League at, at, at times. Um, I think you get more exciting games up here. Listen, maybe I'm just because I'm, I'm from up here, but I think we've got a good product up here. I think we've got good teams. I've enjoyed the, the games that have been live on, on the TV this season. I've got a bonus with you. Um, there's been a few upsets, which you always like as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just happy that your game's back. Obviously, a good game last night, and I'm sure there'll be a, a number of good games um, tomorrow with obviously Aberdeen and Celtic kicking us off at half 12 big question is are Celtic going to win the title 9 points clear yesterday now 6 points but the, the game tomorrow and Mark how much of an indicator is that for if Celtic win there um, it's important obviously to win Barry thinks they will what do you think is going to happen tomorrow at yeah, Pichardry yeah I think Celtic will win but I think it'll be tight You know, I think Aberdeen will push them um, all the way and again as was the case for Rangers last night Paul I think your first game back Particularly when going to Petordi, it was a tough venue, the weather, etc, etc, etc. Just get three points to buy. Just restored your lead to nine points. And Celtic have got Livingston at home. They get the game they need to catch up uh, in midweek. Um, so, you know, they'll, and then they've got St Johnson at home um, on Christmas Eve. So two home games to come for Celtic. Whereas Rangers are on the road um, to uh, uh, midweek games. So, um, but for Celtic, I'm sure um, if they go into Ibrox, nine points ahead, and come out of Ibrox nine points ahead I'm sure Celtic would settle for a draw over there I think it's 90% Celtic's title anyway um, the only way I can see Rangers 
um, having a chance as if after January the second, the gaps, the gaps six points. Then I think, well, you know, we're, we're game on. We'll get, we'll get a proper title next. Yeah, I think Celtic have got to have a series brick wall, yeah. they? But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think um, if Rangers do get the three points, then I, I think a title race is on. Um, if Celtic coming and beat Rangers, um, yeah, it's, it's good as over. For Michael Beale, then it's all about the cups, isn't it? And getting ready for next season. Yeah, and, yep. and building. Because um, it's clear to me that he wants to go and you know, listen, he's been in the door a couple of weeks now. He would have watched him closely in training. Um, he would have seen a number of games anyway um, this season. He'll have an idea of where he wants to strengthen and where he needs to strengthen. And um, January's going to be big for him, but I think the summer's going to be even bigger. Aberdeen Celtic tomorrow, 12.30. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about Jim Goodwin's side. Yeah, it, it, look, it, it's, it's always a tough game. Even last year... Um, you know, we won there twice, but, you know, they're tough games, both of them. So you, you expect a tough game. And you're right, you know, their, their home form's great, but, um, you know, I think it's probably been missed on a few people, but our away form's not bad at either, you know. So, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a bit in there as well. And Postacoglu was saying, as you would imagine, it is tough because you would never treat it with anything other than massive respect playing at Pataudry. Yeah, but he did point out you know, their away form um, is good. Obviously, there was that um, defeat uh, to St Mirren, but apart, apart from that, you know, Celtic have been pretty much uh, on the ball and uh, they play the exact same way. Paul, they won't be defensively. They'll set up that they go to a goal. Haxabanovic, Yota, you know, Kyogo, who's not been at the World Cup, so he's had a rest. Hatati's not been at the World Cup. You know, you'd think a rest would, would, would benefit... Um, him too so I think Celtic will absolutely come flying out the traps tomorrow live on the telly really going to put a marker down very very quickly just to settle them down but, but Aberdeen won't be won't be easy and Barry anyone more impressive than Jota the Portuguese star of course didn't make it into the Portuguese team but how much do you like the play of Jota yeah he likes up games of football he's a match winner um, no doubt about it and, and listen he's got all the tricks in the trade but one thing he's got he's got a, he's got a, a finish in him and he's got a sass in him as well which I think is important for players who have um, have got a, a trick up their sleeve as I said or these guys who have got a bit of um, difference in, in the final third they've got to have a, a clinical side and he's certainly got that and you've got to say so is a badder mm. and I'll flip to Ryan Kent I thought Ryan Kent there was shades again last night I'm thinking to myself right do you know what? He's his form is getting back to where I, I believe it should be. His form previous when Gio was in wasn't great. But one thing you can't label against Ryan Kent was his work ethic. You did. He always gave it everything. But last night he looked um he looked decent. Uh, but I just want to see more assists and more 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 goals. And I, I seen something that he has got a number of assists, but I'm just being greedy. I, I want to see more because I do think there's a, a real match winner in there. But in terms of Jota, what a find he's been. He's one of the ones. Six and a half million quid. Mm. He continues this for him now until the end of the season. I don't think Celtic will be able to hold on to him. Mark, Jota for this season at Celtic and then maybe the future? Or January. They can. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been good. You know, again, yeah. you know, like Barry was talking about earlier, you know, Juranovic and a number of the Celtic players that have been brought in during Postacoglu's reign. I'd never heard of, of Jota, but, you know, he quickly caught the, caught the eye. He, he got your attention. He made you sit up and take notice. I spoke about you know, players dribbling, Jota likes to do that, you know, he entertains, he gets fans up off their seats, you like that because there's not enough of it in the game, there's too, too many 
in the nicest possible way there's too many robots there's too many players scared to go and do things because they're under instructions so I think just sometimes coaches are guilty of overcoaching but with Jota he's a free spirit on the pitch but he's also as well and I've, and I've seen it close hand where if he doesn't put a shift in defensively Postacoglu's on his back you know he lets him know so you know you've got to get back and help you know whether it's Greg Taylor or whoever it might be but yeah Jota's a, a special player and as Barry says it's six and a half million quid money well spent all day long do you think that the manager took the right decision to go to Australia for Celtic and then come back, get a bit of a break, then they went to Portugal? So yeah. the players have had a balance between playing in a tournament, albeit mm. friendlies, yeah. um, and getting a bit of a break. Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, it was it was lucrative uh, for Celtic to go there. Um, secondly, it was a manager who was going back home and yeah. I think he wanted to go and show off what he was all about and quite yeah. rightly so, very, very proud of being the manager of Celtic and what he's achieved, getting adulation of the Celtic supporters um, over in that part of the world coming back having you know eight nine days off and then having a four or five day camp uh, in Portugal but it's about tomorrow Paul it's about actually going there and winning if they don't win tomorrow you might see one or two oh why did you go to Australia <laughs> you know yeah. so you just need to go and win the game and Celtic should have enough to go and win the game I've had plenty of time to recover from the Australian trip in terms of people will be thinking about jet lag or whatever but listen as Mark just mentioned there they had eight days nine days off they would have spent a bit of time with the family got a bit of sun in their back and then it would have got down to business and, and training hard over in Portugal and had a couple of bounce games as well. Um, look, they, they, they'll be ready because they know, they know it's not over yet. It's, it's far too early, but they're in a strong, strong position. Any weaknesses looking at Celtic? Because obviously in the past few months, uh, a lot of emphasis has been on Rangers because they were off the boil. And for Celtic, things have been going well, goals from different parts of the park. We've spoken about Gikamakis, not tonight. Um, maybe he'll be here, maybe he will go. Mark, would you identify any area that Celtic fans would be worried about? I don't think there's anything glaring, Paul. I have to be honest. So the, the way I look at you know Celtic or, or Rangers is, do you, do, the way I would judge it is, do you have the sort of best players possible in your position and 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 I mean that being realistic I'm not saying expect Messi and Mbappe to be yeah. turning up with the old firm but realistically do you have pretty much the best players that you can get playing at your club in the positions and at the moment I think Celtic pretty much have that you could maybe I know I've just said a left-sided central defender maybe talked about someday you know more in the middle of the park but overall I think Celtic have got good and you know in order to go and upgrade they need to really find players really, really special um, to upgrade on, on what they have. Now, if you compare that to Rangers, I think there's a number of players um, that Rangers could go and improve on now. You know, I think a lot of the players have really given their all. You know, they've been they've been bled dry in the nicest possible way over three or four years, and I think they've given all they can give at that high level. Uh, so, therefore, I think there's certainly the improvements to be made at Rangers. But for Celtic, they'll always keep trying to improve. But I think they're in a pretty good place. Barry, what do you see as areas they could improve? Celtic. Celtic or weaknesses? Well, they're, they're very strong. They've got a player for two players for every position. And ideally, that's what managers managers want. Um, they, listen, the, the league, for me, it never lies. They're the strongest team at this moment in time. They're the most consistent team. And Rangers have, have got to do a bit of catch up. Um, but I like what Michael Beale says about the Rangers players. Nobody's safe. He's laid the gauntlet down to him. If you don't produce, they'll get replaced. And that's what you've got to do with players. You've got to keep players on their toes. And I think that's what Postacoglu does with, uh, with the Celtic um, squad. Uh, you mentioned about Jota. If he sees something no happening and he's not happy about, he's off. He's no playing. And hopefully Michael Beale's going to be uh, the same way with this, um, 
this Ranger squad. Um, but I like that. I like that that nobody's safe, even the captain, because people were mentioning yeah. about players. Mm-hmm. Nobody's safe. So that means, listen, you've got to train at maximum every single day. You're inside that training centre and make sure you produce when you're out in that field. So Leon King signed a new contract the other day, Barry, which I'm sure you'd be pleased good, about. Yeah, good, good bit of business. Again, he made a couple of mistakes mm-hmm. in games, yeah. but listen, he's 18. He'll learn from their mistakes. I think at his age, he probably get thrown in by Gio too early. If I'm being honest, there's so many there. injuries. Yeah, there was yeah. there was too many injuries. But I've got to be honest with you, I was impressed with him, Paul. Um, for a young player going and playing in the Champions League, going and playing in front of fifty-two thousand, because he, he wouldn't have been used to that. He's been took out the, the B team and, and thrown in, and I think he can be proud. But listen, he's earned his new contract. Now the real hard work starts now. What about Yanis Hadji? That was the news last night on our program, the back of five. Hadji signing an extension, two thousand. Yeah, I was impressed with him as well. But again, long term injury, ten months out. Hopefully he comes back even stronger. But listen, you've got to say he, he um, technically was very good. Um, Hadji, um, as I said, he's, he impressed me every time he he took to the pitch. Um, and we just need to hope that he's going to come back even stronger than he was before. Mark, what did you think when you heard that news yeah, last night? I know I was with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, it's good business because he's a he's a really good player, and you just hope that for his sake, and for Rangers' sake, he can come back and get to the same level. Yeah. Take my way to get up to speed because it's been a horrendous injury that he's had. But again, remember we were doing a wee mazy run uh, earlier on when Barry yeah. was talking about Sozi, and it was funny when the news about Hadji came in. I had a coffee with Paul Lambert yesterday, and we were just playing on and. and Paul was, was talking about Zidane in the Champions League final but he said the toughest opponent he came up against uh, was Hadji Hadji's old man when he played, uh, when he played for Borussia Dortmund against Galatasaray and ah. Paul was told just to man mark him he says oh my god he says what a shift what a shift but, it was what, what age would they have been because when I played against him he was coming to the end of his, his career so, so. I, I always remember playing against him and he had one of the big knee pads did he? yeah was he still at Galatasaray then? yeah so so Paul would have played against him what 98 and you'd have played against him what 99, 2000 99, aye you're right so I'd have been mid to late 30s but what a player what a player he was 0808 17 17 700 we're going to go through all the games for tomorrow we'll also talk a little bit a bit about Scotland's women's team launching a legal battle over paying conditions. Um, it's been said this campaign is about parity. This is, I think, Rachel Corsi has been speaking about it. We'll be seeking to engage with the SFA, the fans, and everyone in Scotland's football community to deliver what she says is this long overdue change. We've got a response in from the SFA, and we'll tell you that coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson we're back every night five until seven thanks for making the switch millions of you have downloaded and have tuned in to the programme over the past couple of years thanks for making that switch and we are available wherever you get your podcasts as well a lot of people play it back Mark I know people who work shifts etc or maybe just on the way home miss it so yep thanks for making that switch yeah Yeah. it's been great it's been great Uh, Paul top quality programme great host uh, well, De- decent pundits. Yeah. It's been yeah, it's been yeah. good. And that's, uh, have to be honest, all kidding aside, get a lot of good feedback uh, yep. about it, Paul. A lot of people are making the switch and enjoy the chat because we stick to the football. We talk about the football. We enjoy talking about football. Um, we try and do the best we can to to 
to increase our knowledge and to, to give the mm. listeners things that they want to hear and offer opinions um, as well and sensible opinions sure. we're not trying to be outrageous or that kind of stuff yeah. we're just on here to talk about football and that's what the fans want DPD driver the other day Barry his name was Billy and he's a big Rangers fan he enjoys the programme I think he's tuned in and Murray Robertson in the Perth area tunes in Good. People yeah, I've got to be honest yeah. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it Paul been here um, just over two two years a lot of people say probably two years too long um, <laughs> but no I've enjoyed it good people listen it makes a difference in my opinion if you work with people that you enjoy but the, listen you can have a ding dong every now and then that's part of it but the guys are knowledgeable that you you work with um, and I'm looking at Martin or you yep. um, <laughs> but no listen I, I like it good team behind the scenes as well and that Is makes that? a yeah. A big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong with big John Hartson as well. You and John up against each other, and uh, it, it, it is terrific. Uh, brilliant team. You realise I've been trying to read the SFA's response at the same time there. That's why we did that particular Maisie run. So Rachel Corsi has been leading on this. So the women's game are asking for parity with the men for the pay and the conditions. So I think we'll come back to it next week. The SFA has I, issued a I long statement. i like do a bit of digging, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and look into it more, uh, and then you can give your, your honest opinion. But in terms of the women's game, yep. Paul, I've got to bonish with you, I tuned, I tuned into the cup final mm-hmm. at the weekend, Rangers against Tibbs, um, and, and I said, I enjoyed the game. My, my only disappointing thing was there was only the 3, 000, just yeah. over 3,000 yeah. fans. I was expecting... I don't know, maybe double that or yeah. whatever. But mm. listen, there was good quality on show. I think there were games on, on the, the up um, here. Um, but listen, what what you're you're going on there? I'd like to do a bit of um, investigative work. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll try my best over the weekend. I'm, I'm sure. Got a couple of nights out, but you're out tonight, aren't you? We'll come back to that shortly. The SFA, Mark, have said in the last few months they share the fundamental view of our women's national team that equality should be at the heart of the development of the game at all levels. It's why we have ongoing dialogue with the women's national team, lawyers and advisors, and union representatives to continue to support the exponential growth of the women's game and inspire future generations. I know your own family, you've got um, your daughter playing. In the interest of accuracy, they say it's important to clarify some facts. So I'll not get into the legal ease, but um, they say that the squads are remunerated in a different way. So we'll go into it in full details. There's pages of it. But I think they're saying that the appearance money, it's not so much on that. It's about playing for your country, Uh men, women. But you're incentivised on what's in the pot, for whatever the tournament is that you're going into. And Barry, I think that's what happened when you were playing as well. It wasn't so much what you get paid for playing for Scotland, it's if you progressed. Yeah, it was more if you qualified, right. it was incentive-based. Because um, it's like dangling a carrot, sure, you want yeah. to try and, and do your best. Unfortunately, I fell short a, a couple of times. Um, but listen, but, everybody's different. People like different ways of, of bonuses happening. Um, I just thought, and listen, it just wasn't me. It was the group of players that you obviously spoke to and, and everybody agrees to it. Um, that's the way that, that we operated mm. back then. And I think it's still um, the same. Well, that's yeah, what they're saying. Now. SFA yeah. are saying, firstly, no national team player, mm-hmm. whether it's men or women, is paid to play for their yep. country or receive appearance fees. International representation is and should always be regarded as a privilege and not a job, a view that we believe to be shared by all. We believed to be shared by all. We don't consider such fees to be in the spirit of playing for your country. Our men's and women's squads receive a per diem, a per day rate for their time with the national team, which has been exactly the same since 2017. This is where we get further into it, Mark. 
We'll do a bit more digging. Yeah. Um, because obviously that, that's spot on. That yeah, was the same. That was the same. Hasn't that changed. Was the exact same. Yep. While other associations, such as those named by the women's team, may choose to pay appearance fees, our men's and women's national team players are incentivized to qualify for major tournaments. Just what you were saying. From which the teams are paid in the same percentage of prize money from the tournament organiser. So let's say yep. it's the FIFA, the Men's World Cup, there might be a million pounds for Scotland if we're there, I'm just saying. Yep. You'll get a percentage of that. If it's the Women's Cup final, say there's half a million or a quarter of a million, I don't know. Yeah. But it won't be at the moment the same as what the men get because the customer demand is bigger for men's. Yep. What we need is people to get out and pay money to watch Women's football. Yeah, and, and they need to, they need to spend. And I think you know it's one of the things Barry was saying is you know the women's game and I know it's been about for, for you know for centuries, but but I think I've seen a real kind of change in the past six or seven years, mm. a real drive for women's. Like for example, Go Radio, Sky Sports, the headline news now. What's happening yeah. in women's football? You know, Champions League's mm. live with a Scottish uh, with a cup final live. Rangers, I, I just think it was a wee bit unfortunate. Maybe that's something because it's a time of year you think of last Sunday. It was, it was Baltic, it was freezing and putting a cup final and having it through in Edinburgh as well for Rangers supporters. It was to Brown, go it was live, travel. first game yeah, live. It was. Yep. But you're right about the numbers, about the attendance, and, and it'll take a while for it to grow. Mm-hmm. But I think we do need to spend in marketing, we do need to spend in facilities for the women's game, absolutely. You look at, there was a Manchester Derby down south, the women's game, 44,000 yep. mm-hmm. in the Manchester Derby. So I've got a long way to go. Uh, and obviously the, the games on up there with the Lionesses and England winning it and then uh, you know you, you, you see the, the girl winning the, the celebrity in the jungle and uh, all the things like that sure. but here anyway to get back to it um, there's clearly dialogue needed they need to get round the table they need to go and negotiate women's football is on the up SFA I think have taken cognizance of that but they need to probably do uh, a bit more but don't fall out try and keep it out the public domain mm-hmm. you know be adult about it Get round the table and then see what it takes you. If if you think you're hitting a brick wall, then you know ball accounts. Then then go for it. But at the moment, first and foremost, spend more on the product, um, and then hopefully we'll get more people um, going to see it. But that money has to come from the customers or sponsors. I, yeah, I'll yeah. be honest. I don't think there's enough exposure for the women's game right. up yeah. here. I, I know they're playing a game because I. Obviously, I, I look. And you watch I, everything. Yeah, I watch yeah. everything. Um, but like, for instance, if there's an international game like Republic Island game, I think that was the last game at, at Hamden. I think there could have been more exposure for them. Like if you're driving, say, on billboards or, or whatever. Um, but listen, because it's certainly on the up, and I've got a number of people. I've got a family member who's involved in a women's game. He's now working for Arsenal. He used to work with, with Rangers as assistant manager. The Rangers manager, Malky Thompson. I've known him for a, a number of years. I've worked for him. And I know and he also, made the switch, didn't he? From, yep, and yep. I know a, another three or four people who are involved up here and down south. So it's something that I do take a keen, a keen interest in, but I just don't think it gets enough exposure in my eyes. More about that next week, hopefully. And Leanne Crichton joins us at times. I know she's really, really busy, but it'd be good to get Leanne's view on it because she's been a brilliant exponent of the women's game. I mean, she yeah. knows her football. Uh, Paul's a good women's... product. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched yeah. the Celtic Rangers game on the telly a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, was it Airdrie, I think it was? Broadwood. Yeah, Broadwood. Right. And it was brilliant. You know, it was really good. You know, some really good players on show. And you can see a big improvement in the Scottish game. I've seen it from my eldest daughter who started playing football 16, 17 years ago. Uh, there wasn't the even an all girls team at that time. And now my youngest plays, she's 15. And you, you see it, you see the better, you see the coaches. You know, the, 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 the men and yeah. women that, that mm-hmm. put time into it but we need to do more mm-hmm. but I think I think we're on a decent pathway okay. Paul but we, but, but there is more to be done what position is she? 
she is a kind of but it's a centre mid kind of holder. Oh, as long as she's not a goalkeeper. No, she's, not, right. she's, not, she's not a goalie. She's Barry, tall, but she's not a goalie. You and I had exactly the same thought. I was going <laughs> to throw in some cheap comment about is she a goalkeeper like her dad who wore the, the black and white of St Mirren reserves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Was a youth team. Uh, oh, yeah, well, listen, hey. Uh, and I'll be uh, in overs. Oh, yeah, with yeah. distinction. Well, I was good. Hey, I, to be fair, I was good at Clifton Hill, to be fair. That, that one season. But then when you get... But when you get freed by Albion Rovers, you know, it's time to take stock. (laughs) (laughs) And then a great distinguished career in journalism. And he's with us now, Mark Guidi. Right, the game's tomorrow. Let's hear, um, we'll also hear more from Michael Beale after Rangers winning 3-2 last night. But there were some nervous moments for the Rangers fans. And at halftime, were they actually booed? I read that that they were, didn't... Yeah, but listen, Paul, I'm I'm afraid that's what what happens. You've got to expect that. Um, when you're, you're not performing and, and listen Michael Beale's been open and honest about it the first half was nowhere near where he wants to be do you think um, too, they were too excited at first or they didn't listen to yeah, his maybe instructions maybe there was a bit or, of nerves maybe yeah. there was a bit of people trying to impress too much but I just thought there was too many people running out of position now maybe that's the way Michael Beale wants to play a lot of interchange but I just thought there, there needs to be a bit of discipline I, I love when players go out of position and interchange with each other uh, but there is certain areas of the pitch where you've got to be disciplined the guys who can if things break down you're set up not to get countered on and I thought Rangers were too easy to get countered on certainly in the, the, the first half second half Hibs never made a game yet but in the first half they could have went in 3-1 down if it wasn't yeah. for Alan McGregor sure. where yeah. a brilliant save that, that's one of the hardest ones always spoke with goalkeepers about it when they fire it right yeah. at your legs um, and I thought it was a I mean, a lot of people say ah, it was an alright save for me. That was a brilliant save because if you ask any goalkeepers, Mark's been a goalkeeper himself. They're the hardest ones. Mark, I found it all difficult, but always uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it, it was Chris Chris Boyd that said that. Whenever he was yeah. doing a one and one, he always aimed for the nutmeg. Now, nine times out of ten, he wouldn't get one, but yeah. he always aimed just to drill it straight. And if it was a wee bit either uh-huh. side, and it was quite interesting that his his take on that. So yeah. Lone hard right in and about your feet and your right Al McGregor save from uh, last night was, was a good one Here's Michael Beale speaking about the game last night Yeah, with the first ball the win in our box win in the goal and then I thought we we looked a little bit nervous for a minute a little bit anxious we actually got a very good goal Fashion Sakala fantastic finish and then straight from centre we go and kick ourselves in, in the side again and concede and then I'm, I'm a little bit concerned then to see how the group would react we had a nice chat at half time organised a few things they listened they went out and I thought they played much more like how I want them to play second half dominated the game and, and we equaled it up with the, the set play goal and then we scored a fantastic goal. That's how I want to see us play, counter-pressing and then the combination play. Great pass from Tav, lovely feet from Tillman and uh, obviously Alfredo's delighted with that. Come on, Michael, would it have been a nice chat at half-time, he said, Barry? It, um, it, it, yeah, I, I bet both because uh, he's new into the job. I, he, like, there's, nowadays, sometimes you, you've got to know your players. Some players you can have a pop at, other players don't take it as well. Um, they maybe go and hide then, so it's maybe a bit just to calm them down a bit. Maybe they're trying to impress, as I said earlier on, too much. But I just felt they were they, they were a bit all over the place. But the second half, it was like a total different team. Um, the two full-backs, that's the way he's going to play. Mm-hmm. They were yep. I mean, 15, 20 yards further up in the pitch previously with Gio, but I just think you've got to have one or even two anchors in the middle of the pitch to protect the, the two centre-backs on, on counter-attack because um, they were exposed, sure. yeah. both of them. And I felt for both of the centre-backs last night, certainly in the first half. Look, the first goal, 
inexcusable. Just you, you can't let your your man a, a free header. What are they thinking in the box? And I just think the other one. If you watch it closely, there was a deflection. Yeah, but yeah. Lundstrom's got off it. Tillman. Yeah. But Sands is trying to read that pass. He's going across. Lundstrom has got to get across with him, mm-hmm. um, and he just leaves a gap. And that's um, that's something that uh, you don't like to see. Is just going straight through your two centre uh, two centre halves. What well, well, I'd be interested to 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 find out. Um, in time or, or already could be interesting what kind of how much feedback Michael Beale takes from his own staff so he's brought in three lieutenants with him that don't know anything about Rangers yeah. not about Rangers yeah. but they've not worked there yeah. so they've no preconceived ideas yeah. whereas Michael Beale's gone in there a number of players that he was party to, to sign a number of players he worked with a number of players he's got relationships with now I wonder what Michael Beale thinks of them now a year on is he, is he setting his ways about his opinion on them good or bad I wonder what his staff think of him if he takes it on board. You know, just for, like somebody that Michael Beale worked with closely, really rated 18 months ago, but I wonder if his staff say, not so sure about him, Gaffer. Mm. You know, I wonder how much he'll take on board with a completely three sets of fresh eyes get in and assessing that's going. Obviously, Michael Beale's going in and assessing Tillman and, and Lawrence and, and Davis not because he's no worked with them. But most of the players he has worked with, like Sakala, like Jack, like Morelos, your three goal scorers. Uh, last night and I'd be interested to, just to find I, out you know I, I think yep. your, your coaching staff cannot be yes men everything the manager says they agree with you need to have a bit of disagreement a bit of dialogue um, but listen it does the final decision does come down to the manager yep. but you would hope that um, there's a, a fair bit of chanting going on what went wrong certainly in the, the first half but as I said listen he sorted it it was a big I mean I thought as soon as that first half whistle went for half time it was going to be a big 10 or 12 minutes for, for Michael Beale inside that, that restroom and he did he tweaked a couple of things you could see it straight away and then I think when you seen Stephen Davis come on what a difference he made he, he's just a clever Huge. football player yeah he was going in between the, the two centre backs protecting dictating the game uh, the, the speed of the, the, the game um, and I think that's what you've got to do certainly if you're a bit gung-ho the way that Michael Beale certainly wants to play um, going forward because you've seen Tillman and, and Ryan Kent kind of a free reign Sakala was playing up top with, with Morelos I just always believe if you're going to play that also with your full backs high up the pitch you've got to have a couple of midfielders who are going to um, be disciplined and stay behind the ball and dictate the, the speed of the game or if you're hitting on the counter attack you're not just running on a, a two centre-backs you're at least running on to three including a centre midfielder or four including another centre midfielder I see Stephen Davis he's now Dr Davis he got an mm. honorary degree from his Is old there, university yeah from Queen's University in Belfast, Belfast. distinguished mm. seat of learning Mark have you got any degree university uh, degrees yeah any degrees uh, any honorary ones coming abs- in or <laughs> working abs- on it absolutely but, not I, went, I attended yeah. I attended Stowe College for about three oh, months right, yeah. and uh and chucked it. Yep. Couldn't, couldn't hack it. I, t- I, I took my yeah. I took my grant and went on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was Bell College Hamilton, so no, I didn't. Um, Barry, what you were you? Masters. Yeah, from. No, I'm only kidding. No, I thought you <laughs> might have in football and for what you've done for charity no. and football and no, not yet. No, um, I've got to pay. Listen, no. I take my hat off to these people who go and and study for for years and years. Well, you'd have yeah. to take this big cap off if you're... Yeah, I know. Dr Ferguson. Know. Uh, have you? Yeah, yourself? what do you think? No, not at all. No. Not only one in the family that didn't, but uh, had to go out and work. Anyway, 0808 17 17 700. The countdown is on. We're going to get the predictions for tomorrow next. The Go Radio Football Show.
Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Motherwell against St Mirren off tomorrow because of the weather, the snow and the ice affecting Fir Park today. So that's such a pity that game is off. We'll let you know when it's rearranged. And a pitch inspection at Livingston tomorrow at 10.30 for Livy against Dundee United. So let's look forward to the games tomorrow. And also I should say in the Championship, Dundee Cove Rangers is off. But the game at Hamilton's going ahead. And my goodness, Barry, the Ackies need some points against Inverness, Cali Thistle. Morton, Queen's Park. Queen's Park right up there, second top of the table. Partick Thistle against Air United. United at the top. And uh, Ian McCall with new directors in there. Seven of the eight directors resigned during that break. They've gone. And then Wraith Rovers against Arbroath. And Arbroath is so different for them this season. Hard to say who's going to win the championship, Barry, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough league. Yeah. Tough league to get out of. Um, can air keep going do you think yeah well yeah. listen um, they've done brilliant mm-hmm. let's be honest um, I don't think anybody fancied them um, to be anywhere near the, the, the top of the league but um, I watched their, their um, game against Hamilton Ackies and they weren't great but they won the game but they looked a, a well organised um, a well organised unit with a couple of players who can win the game at any time but you were saying about my old team there <laughs> They need to start getting points on the board or they're going to find themselves in, in League One. Um, 11 a, points, Barry, after 17, as you know, bottom of the table. Yeah, the, the yeah. only good thing for Hamilton Ackies is are both, they only a point. Nine. Or two points. They're only two points um, in front of them, yep. so they can still claw them back, but they yep. need to start getting uh, wins um, and wins as quickly as possible. Mark, Ayr at the top, then after 17 games, 32 points. Dundee are actually second on 31 points. Queen's Park on 30, Morton on 29. And then a wee bit of a gap, 24 for Partick Thistle. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go to the wire. Uh, Paul, you know, uh, um, Lee Bullen's doing a great job at Ayr United, so credit uh, to him. Oni Coyle's doing a great job at Queen's Park. Dougie Emery at, at Morton. Um, Gary Boyer at Dundee is getting them uh, going. Jim McIntyre, who are not mm. full-time at Cove, is doing well. So that, it's a good league and it has been for a number of years and there's obviously that carrot of the playoff now to go and, you know, it's given a, a second team a chance of getting the promotion up into the top flight. But I think it's going to go to the go to the wire. Um, because, and, and the thing I judge, you know, when you're looking at the fixtures on a Saturday, Paul, and, and we know how difficult it is when we're doing, trying to guess the scores on a Friday night, they're so tough to call. Yeah. The championship games, it's so, so tight. Um, and Hamilton and Abroth, yeah, they need to start getting points for sure very quickly. Look at that one. Morton, Queen's Park is probably match of the day because Morton, yeah. 30 points, Queen's, 31. Yeah, Doug Emery's done some job. Yeah. Morton, yep. Some it job with, with a very, very limited budget mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I'm, I'm going to start. I think Queen's Park will do it. Think so? Think yeah. they're going to come up? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Owen Coyle and uh, everyone there I think it's going yeah, to Dempster. go right down to the wire this is yep. one of these leagues that's going to go down to the last yeah. game or last mm. couple of games of, yep. the, of the season but I don't, I don't know I just get a feeling that Queen's Park could um, do it and what would be unbelievable isn't for it? them getting into the, oh, into the, the Rovers, when, when yeah. is Lesser Hamden going to be in 2023 I don't know oh, when but yeah I think so because they need to get their own home I've got at Stenny's Stenhouse yeah. Muir's mm-hmm. um, yeah. pitch just now but they, they were at Hamden the other week as you know right. as well yeah. back to where I mean, it started they, they battered Hamilton 4-0 yeah, they did. Yep. Um, in that game but and, I've seen pictures Lesser Hamden it looks smart mm. oh um, it's so yeah. professional yeah. Be brilliant. Oh, so be they just need to get back here as quickly as possible let's go to tomorrow then right let's go through all the games let's start with the 12.30 
Ange Postacoglu looking forward to the match with Aberdeen. Yeah, it, look, it, it's it's always a tough game. Even last year, um, you know, we won there twice, but you know, they were tough games both of them. So you, you expect a tough game, and you're right. You know, their their home form's great, but um, yeah, I think it's probably been missed on a few people. But our away form's not bad at either. You know, so um, you know, there's uh, there's a bit in there as well. Wonderfully understated there. What's the injury news? Yeah, Callum's good. He's uh, he's ready to go. So in terms of absences, the only ones we've got at the moment are. Um, Obviously, uh, James McCarthy did his hamstring before the break, and then uh, Stephen Welsh picked up a little bit of a niggle um, in the sort of last day of camp in, in Portugal, so he'll miss a couple of weeks. And I think aside from that, um, you know, just I haven't assessed after training, but aside from that, everyone else is good. Obviously, uh, you know, Carl Starfelt, who missed a fair chunk of the early part of the season, is, is also um, back, and, and I think Jota you know, uh, had a slight niggle um, going into the break, but they've all trained really well, so... Um, um, everyone else got a clean bill of health at this stage, and obviously Yossip's not not back either. Barry, what do you expect tomorrow then? A Celtic win. Um, I think Aberdeen will listen. They'll fancy their chances because, mm. to be fair, their their home record this season is pretty decent. Um, but listen, I, I just can't see anything past a, a Celtic win. So I'm going to go Aberdeen one, Celtic three. 3-1 for Celtic. Mark, looking forward to that game as well. Early yeah. kick-off. What do you expect to happen? I expect Celtic to win the game, but it'll be tight. Aberdeen won Celtic too. Mm. Right. Scorer for, and for Celtic, Gikamakis on the bench, probably Kyogo, number one striker. Haksabanovic, I think, will get a goal tomorrow. Right, OK. Barry, scorers for Celtic. Who do you who are you expecting to see? Um, <laughs> look... Do you want me to name the team? <laughs> no, you, well, you could do. I mean, it's, uh, Tony Rawson will come in, won't he? Because you're uh, yep, on but yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, is it Alistair Johnson? Yeah. That's right. Yep, that's yep, right. Yep. How's that name ring a bell? It's the, the former Rangers, Rangers that's yeah. The one, that's the one. MGM International. That used to sign the yeah. checks. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, he, is he available? What's the one that signs the checks? No, he's not retired. <laughs> no, no. It, first of January. He comes. Yeah, what were you yeah. today? First of January. <laughs> You're on it. So, You're on once it. in two and a half years. And Barry, you've been here two years, four months, and three weeks. Not that we're counting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. So. Aberdeen Celtic you're both going for them tomorrow as you both went for Rangers last night Rangers winning 3-2 a little bit more from Ange Postacoglu alright I'll not give you my goal scorer then go on no give us it go no, on it's fine on you go ok let's hear a bit more Ange Postacoglu yep <laughs> well that's that's kind of our challenge and that's what we you know that's that's our aim and ambition uh, we've had, obviously had a real strong start to the season uh, uh, in the league and you know the key to that now is to keep improving and I don't think that there's any reason why we shouldn't um <clears throat> Yeah, league form has been uh, very strong, even though we had a really, you know, hectic schedule, including Champions League games, um, you know, going into the break. So, <clears throat> you know, whilst the schedule is just as challenging moving forward, it doesn't have the, you know, that challenge of, of Champions League football. And, <clears throat> you know, we, we've got a couple of players back from injury as well, which I think, um, you know, hopefully uh, will make us stronger moving forward. Not least the return of the Mac. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. I mean, I, you know, to be fair to the lads, I think they... Yeah, they carried his absence really well. Um, that was one of our challenges. Um, you know, when you lose such an influential figure on and off the field, um, how do you sort of cover that absence? And, you know, in both areas, and I think, you know, the boys stepped up on the field. You know, I thought the likes of Matt O'Reilly, Ray Otate in particular, Aaron Moy, Turnbull, you know, they they put in a real shift to, to cover his absence and off the field in terms of his leadership. Guys like Joe and, and, and Cameron uh, Carter-Vickers sort of stood up. There's no doubt it's great having him back. He's he's, he's a fantastic footballer and, uh, as I said, he's a major 
influencing around our football club and our team and uh, you know that, uh, that that'll definitely make us stronger I'll tell you what Mark Ange would want to know who Barry thinks will score for Celtic tomorrow in the yep. 3-1 win Barry go on who do you think Carter Vickers I was just right. going to see I thought, why you? Uh, yeah, I of course, thought yeah. Aye, why not and yeah. again boosted by appearing okay it was only one game but he mm. played in the World Cup yeah look yeah. Why, why not you played for your country you know USA are going to be hosted in 2026 and great well you know you know, David Wallace been in the programme and, and Monday yeah. night he got 10-15 minutes well, brilliant you know just great uh, to be a part of it Cammy Devlin didn't he play against Argentina but he's got Lionel Messi's jersey sure. that'll be worth about a million quid a few years time so you know good luck to him um, I as well I don't even think it at all yeah, yeah. Sure. honestly yeah. when you think of it yep. that'll be worth about a million quid wow let's uh, get him on the programme um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Hodge Yes, Maradona's, Maradona's yes. was it six million? Was it six million? And I think wow. the match ball or something went for two million, didn't it? Recently, wow. one of the world. Yeah. So honestly, what an investment! That's... Barry, bring in some of your jerseys, <laughs> please. <laughs> Christmas is coming, right? So uh, you're both going for Celtic. I regret yep. most. I regret most swapping jerseys now. <laughs> Carter uh, Vickers to score, right? Hearts against Kilmarnock. Hearts chasing third spot. Kelly chasing third from bottom. Mm-hmm. That would be a big win for them. Mark, what do you think is going to happen? Hearts one, Kilmarnock one. Good news about Liam Boyce then signing yeah, an extended great contract. And you know yep. what? Credit to Hearts because you know they've obviously wanted to give him a boost. That's great. Good for him and his family to have the knowledge of that uh, extra year when he's fighting back from injury. So a credit to Hearts uh, for that. And Kai Rowles, they're not going to let him go. The chief executive said unless it's mega money after his World mm. Cup performances. So that's yeah, good news for the Hearts and, fans. And rightly yeah. so. Yep. Barry, what do you think is going to happen at Tynecastle? I think it's going to be a close game, but at Hearts will edge it two one. 2-1 but you think you did say I think on Monday night I think Kilmarnock will be mm-hmm. yep I think the bottom two are going to be between Ross County and Dundee United because Kelly had a win against Hibs of course just before the break mm-hmm. that five weeks ago okay but you're going for Hearts tomorrow both mm-hmm. of you yep 1-1 nope, one, one for me 1-1 oh, one, one, sorry 1-1 yep. one, one you reckon Livy Dundee United let's go for it 10-30 inspection but let's be positive and hope it's on Barry. Livingston 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 2-0 Mark, what do you feel? Livingston 1-0. Really? Yeah, so that do does indicate, Barry's already said, worried for Dundee United. Is there a way back Liam Fox can get them back up the table? Yeah, it can, you know. And yeah. again, Paul, we'll have a clear indication into the window, and that's not me trying to sit in the fence, mm. but January's massive for a number of clubs. But try to get the ones you get in and, and try to hold on to the ones that are attracting uh, attention. So, you know, there's still a lot to, to play for. Okay, um, I just saw Lewis Capaldi there on Sky Sports. I'm not sure why in his Christmas jumper, but uh, Gareth Southgate, of course, is going to decide in January whether or not he stays at England. Ross County against St Johnson. Mark, you'll be there tomorrow at Dingwall. Yeah, um, Ross County one, St Johnson two. So a two-one win for St Johnson. That's Barry. exactly the result I've went for. You think the same yep. thing? And speaking to yep. David Weatherspoon. And then you just think he was mentioning, I'd mentioned Nicky Clark, yeah. who I think has been mm-hmm. a brilliant signing. I think it's brought Stevie May's game on mm-hmm. a, a ton. But good experience at the back, Considine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan McGowan. Ryan McGowan, yep. Uh, Big Alec Mitchell, midf- solid, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, good, good midfielders who can, who can handle the ball, can get about the pitch. Um, I, I, I like the left pegger. Um, Graham Carey. Carey, mm-hmm. yep, he's a good football player. I just think St Johnston are a better place this year and I think St Johnson might nick into the top six 
Wow, that would be some performance by them because I told you the league table. I reminded you earlier on, and you know, with the way they started at the beginning of the season, you did wonder if Callum Davidson would survive, but survived he well, has. Fair play, what a yeah. job. Hasn't what he? Job, oh, I know. But, but a, a, a few crucial signings for sure. me. Yeah. His recruitment's been really good yep. this season. Headlines today then, Rangers under Michael Beale. It started proper last night. They were one goal down, then 1-1. 2-1 down within seconds and then 2-2 and then it was Morellis. Great work by Tillman and Tavernier before it. Rangers taking it to six points at the top. Celtic in 42 points with a goal difference, remember, of plus 37. Rangers on 36 points, plus 21. Michael Beale, well, he got a win at the beginning. Ange Postacoglu, looking forward to the games tomorrow. I've got to ask you before we go, final thoughts, World Cup final. From Dingwall to Doha, Mark. <laughs> hey. What do you think? Yeah, finally, I know who you think to the three, France won, Messi to, to go out at the very, very top and end his, his international career as a world champion. The way to finish. And Barry, you played against Lionel Messi, so what do you reckon on Sunday? I think Argentina will win. I'll go 2-1, Argentina. Shall we do this again on Monday night? Will you come back in? Yeah, Aye, we'll be I back know. on Monday, yeah. shall we? Know, yeah. yeah. Come yeah, back on Monday. Yeah, cheeky tonight. Right, are you <laughs> out tonight, Barry? Yeah, I'm out. Excellent. And my taxi's going to take me in. Oh, good. Hope she's a good driver. <laughs> We're back on Monday at five. Thanks, James. Thanks to everyone on the socials. Uh, uh, coming up after the news with Zoe, it's going to be it's Zoe Kelly who's coming up then at seven. That's it from us. Take care over the weekend. Enjoy the football. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.